A new bar only plays women's sports on television. And nonprofits teach youths how to treat gunshot wounds. And a coffee bar customer called the police over the price of espresso. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. I have three weird news stories from all around the world. It's like international, baby. We're going international. Come with me. Finally, a sports bar that only plays women's sports. Last month, patrons waited in line for over four hours to get into the hottest new bar in Portland, Oregon. By the time they finally got through the doors, some burst into tears while others hugged the bar owner, Jenny. It was the weekend of the NCAA Women's March Madness Tournament, as well as opening weekend for the sports bra. The sports bra, that's right. It's a sports bar dedicated to only showing women's sports on their televisions. It started out as kind of a joke, and then uh, something that owner Jenny Nguyen wished existed for her and her friends to go watch games. But it clearly hit a nerve. Jenny was born and raised in Portland, a city that just so happens to be the perfect spot to open a bar focused on women's sports. Their national women's soccer league team, the Portland Thorns, regularly sets attendance records in the city. Locals love the Seattle Storm, the Pacific Northwest's WNBA team as well. And they cheer on the University of Oregon's women's basketball team, whose players have been drafted in the top rounds of the WNBA draft over the past few seasons. They're a very good squad. Here's a quote from our bar and bra owner, Jenny Nguyen. To bring positivity to the city that I love means a lot to me. To have the community come out and be like, we needed this. Right at this moment, there are only a handful of cities the bra could have launched in, and Portland is at the top of that list for me. Now, to understand why the sports bra has resonated so deeply with people, it helps to understand the frustration of being a women's sports fan. 40% of athletes are women, yet they receive less than 10% of all media coverage. Did you know that? Now, that number is actually up from just 4% in recent years due to a concerted effort to get more visibility for women's sports. Uh, But it's still low enough that in order to watch their favorite teams, women's sports fans have to put in real work cobbling together some streaming services, live streaming games on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or just hoping that they can view the game in person if they get that chance. We have a little anecdote here. In 2019, when the Washington Mystics were in the WNBA Finals for the first time, Natasha's family went to a local sports bar and asked if they could put on the game so they could watch the Washington Mystics play. The bar manager reportedly laughed in their faces and refused to put the game on. Out of all 30 screens, one could not be turned to women's basketball because football was on. That's what Natasha tweeted at that time. Here's a quote from someone named Stephanie, who's a big-time women's sports fan from Seattle. Women's sports are ignored by mainstream TV channels. The fact that the only reason I am currently able to watch my home NWSL team right now is because I had to purchase a streaming app. That is frustrating. It further perpetuates the stereotype that men's sports are more important and worthy than women's sports. Now, it's possible that change is going to happen sooner rather than later. Networks are starting to actually realize the truth that if women's sports are on TV, people will watch them. 
Women's sports viewership across ESPN networks increased over 25% within the last year, with 72 million viewers watching women's sports alone. That Women's March Madness championship game between UConn and South Carolina that sports bra patrons line the streets to watch reached nearly 5 million viewers nationwide, which is up 18% year over year. ESPN will have more than 12,000 live women's sports across upwards of 26 hours 26,000 hours, excuse me, of coverage, which includes an expanded WNBA postseason, more NCAA championships, and 40% of ESPN programming actually dedicated to women's sports going forward, which is progress. And now we have the Sports Bra. It's a place that you can go and watch exclusive women's sports. I think it's pretty cool. I like options, man. This is America. We want options. You want a bar that you can watch women's sports at? Maybe you want a bar that you can throw an axe at. We have those too. Someday we'll have a bar where you can whip around a chainsaw. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a bar or maybe there is a bar where you just go and play esports or watch esports. An esports bar. I mean, there's plenty of room for novelty is what I'm saying. So I, I totally dig this. I mean, we live in a world where niche is available. Yes, that's right. Niche. If it wasn't for niche... Uh, I wouldn't have this podcast. Yes, there's all kinds of news. This is weird news. It's a niche. Now, it's not listened to by, you know, millions of people. But, you know, there are there's a group. There's groups out there, smaller groups that loved listening to daily weird news such as yourself. There's people out there that want to watch women's sports. I don't re- usually watch it. I'm, my friends don't. Uh, but there are a lot of people that dig it. So this was pretty cool. I think we're going to see the sports bra become, who knows, a franchise. Maybe move to all, all sorts of major cities over the next few years, I'd imagine. It says here the sports bra's mission is to highlight women's and girls in a men-dominated space. And it doesn't stop at sports. They have 21 beers and ciders on tap. All of them are women-owned, operated, or created. How about that? That's pretty cool. All their wine is from women vintners as well, and their house wine is made by a player for the Oregon Ravens, which is the city's semi-pro women's football team. Oh, man, they got a semi-pro football team, too. The beef they serve is from a woman rancher in eastern Oregon, and their spirits and signature cocktails are from a Portland-based distillery that's women-owned and operated. Even the furniture was built by Girls Build, which is a local nonprofit that teaches girls ages 7 to 13 how to build furniture and do construction work. Unbelievable. Jenny says that one of the biggest ways that women's sports can grow is through access. And uh, yeah, so the sports bra is definitely providing access. I think it's cool. I love sports. A nonprofit will teach youths how to treat gunshot wounds. Yay, America. (laughs) Canton, Ohio a nonprofit that sponsored some activities for children in a city park last year will soon offer first aid training this summer so that kids that live in crime-stricken neighborhoods know how to treat gunshot wounds. I can't believe this is real. I really can't believe this is a real story. This unusual program, a partnership of Canton for All People and the Stark County Black Nurses Association, comes as city police are dealing with a rise in the number of teens involved in gun-related crimes. Yes, this is happening all over America. Teens being involved in gun-related crimes, shootings at schools, shootings among middle school kids. Like I'm talking early teens bringing guns to school. 
Ten teenagers have been accused in seven separate and violent gun-related crimes in Canton so far this year alone. That's one city. Two more teens died in Canton in unrelated shootings within the last year. Uh, there's give, they're giving some details. I'm not going to cover the shooting details. It's just too sad. This story overall is pretty sad. When you got to teach kids how to treat gunshot wounds, <laughs> it's like, well, gun reform is too difficult. Let's just teach the kids how to <laughs> treat a gunshot wound. Wow, how ass backward is this? Jonesy, uh, do you regret having a vasectomy? No, no, I do not. I do not at all. Thank you for asking. Appreciate that. I live in a country that is teaching the children how to treat gunshot wounds because we can't do anything about getting the guns off the streets. It's just easier to teach the kids how to treat a bullet exit wound through the kneecap. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. You know, oftentimes I'm confronted with life and I say to myself, this is a satire, right? Am I going to wake up from this movie? (laughs) Am I? It's unbelievable, man. Okay. Now, in addition to teaching the children how to treat gunshot wounds, they're going to teach them how to treat stab wounds as well. And uh, first aid information, such as what type of medical facility to go to if one of your peers is stabbed or shot, or if you are. They're also going to give out free first aid kits to residents, including the children, and the group plans to hold similar events in the city's neighborhoods that have seen the most crime and gang activity later this year. We have a quote from a nurse in this story who's going to be assisting with the program. Uh, It's reasonable uh, to teach young kids how to stop bleeding and how tourniquets work, and pretty necessary. They may be able to do something to save a life before the medics arrive. Years ago, a child would need to know where to retrieve a bandage after falling from a bicycle. We live in different times. Now you need to be talking about what to do when your friend gets shot. That's an actual serious quote from a nurse. (laughs) Wow. Unbelievable. Man, it's just really sad to imagine the sort of fear that children live under. And when you prepare them to treat gunshot wounds, that just adds to a spiral of fear in their lives. But... You know, during the Cold War, children in classrooms were getting under their desk to prepare for the bomb. And that was a frightening time as well. It's just, it's hard. It's a dangerous world. What do you do about it? Um, Tough stuff. I'm grateful when I come across articles like this that I'm not a parent because, I mean, I don't know how I would deal with this. Uh, A lot of you are parents. Uh, What do you think about this? And do do you talk to your kids about such things? Are they prepared for such things? I'd be curious to learn. Call the show, 646-450-2012. You want my news and you can't deny. You know it's weird, but you tried. Yeah. A customer in Italy called the police over the price of espresso. Got very excited with this weird story because it's about coffee. One of my favorite subjects. A coffee bar in Florence has been fined a thousand euro after a customer got very angry over the price of a humble cup of espresso. The customer actually called the police after being charged two euro for his coffee, which was decaffeinated. Uh, This was at the Dita Artignali, which is in the center of uh, Florence. I hope I'm saying this right. Artignali. Eh. Let's take this opportunity to work on my horrible Italian accent. Maybe not, maybe not. 
So a man complained that the price was not displayed on the menu behind the counter. Okay, this happens. It was this error, though, that landed the bar, which is celebrated for its coffee and has won several competitions, in trouble. Francesco Sanapo, the owner of Didid Adenale, vented about the fine that he received on social media and defended his coffee. He got fined. Unbelievable. In Italy, they take their coffee so seriously that you can call the police if your cup's not made right. This is a place I need to go. These are my people. I take coffee this seriously as well. Screw up my coffee or charge me too much. I want to call 911. I don't, but I want to. Starbucks, get out of here. I would have called the cops on Starbucks so many times for that burnt-ass coffee. What's going on over there? Now, the owner argued that the price of the coffee was, was displayed on a digital menu. Here's a quote from the owner. They find me. They find me because somebody got offended for paying two euro for a decaffeinated coffee. You know it involves water extraction process. It involves extra extraction. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's him in a video. He's holding up a letter from the police saying that even today someone can get so annoyed that they mobilize the police who fine us. They fine us. They tell us that we're wrong because of outdated laws. <laughs> this guy's so upset. Well, dude, get it together, man. By the way, stop charging people so much for decaf out of all coffees. Decaf should be just, you give it out for free. I'm like, oh, you're the designated driver? Here's, here's decaf. Like, if you go to a bar, sometimes the soda will be for free. If you're ordering decaf, free. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. It says here, in Italy, the average cost of an espresso is a one euro, although more than 70% of bars increased their prices earlier in the year due to supply chain issues and very poor coffee harvests, unfortunately. Consumer groups warn that the price of an espresso could actually rise to an average of one and a half euro this year. The owner of this particular coffee bar also cites the rise in the cost of raw materials for his business. Nobody should be scandalized about paying two euro for an espresso anymore. Hey, gabagoo. Seems to me like Italy is a place for me. I want people that are passionate about their beans, man. And by the way, let me take this opportunity to let you know that you can buy Jonesy a cup of coffee if you'd like. Yeah, go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Buy Jonesy a Coffee banner. That's right. Send me some espresso, baby. Yeah. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yay! Hey, thanks for being with me for this episode of Weird AF News. Spending some time with me, I appreciate your time very much. I'll keep this brief because I appreciate your time very much. Thanks to everybody who called the show past couple days. I'll publish a couple calls at the end of this. If you'd like to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. Email me at funnyjones at gmail.com. Tomorrow is Florida Friday. Oh, we're doing just weird news from the week out of the state of Florida. Most of you know that. 
But those of you who don't, that's what we do on Fridays. Just weird Florida news. So send me any Florida stories you come across. Send the links to my email or you can drop them in Instagram at Funny Jones or tag me in Twitter at Funny Jones as well. So send those over if you come across any. And if you'd like to support the show by joining the Patreon, that's super cool. Just go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and uh, join that way. I put some content in there last couple days and I'm, gonna, I'm about to put a video in there where I answer uh, my patrons' questions. It's a Q&A video and there's some pretty weird ones in there. So we'll get down to business with that. That might be fun to watch. So if you haven't joined the Patreon, just check it out. You can also join the Patreon by going to weirdafnews.com as well and clicking on the Patreon banner. All right. Love you. And don't forget to join me tomorrow for Florida Friday, baby. Yeah, hey there, Jonesy. This is Skip from Philly. On yesterday's podcast, you were talking about giving you a rating. And uh, you said something like, uh, oh, give me three stars at least, you know, because that's that's what you did, right, you know. Uh, uh, Go to Spotify and give you five stars. You said you like that because you like ratings. Okay, in the tradition of uh, Raider Record from American Bandstand, I'm going to give you a 96 because you got a good beat and you're easy to dance to. Greetings and salutations, Jonesy. This is Joseph Finkter calling. And all of my technology friends and I, you might want to call us computer nerds, but you know, that's a little derogatory, but, you know, it's been so many years that we really don't mind it at this point. Anyway, we wanted to call and tell you that we really appreciated all of the technology stories you did on yesterday's podcast. I mean, you did the one about not hiring North Korean hackers and opening up and paying for your bills with uh, your face for facial recognition. And you did another story about... uh you know, using technology for different purposes. And, you know, we think that's a really great thing, bringing technology to the forefront. And just like you have Florida Friday, we think that you should call these technology days where you do all technology stories, Wozniak Wednesdays, in honor of Steve Wozniak, who founded Apple Computer along with Steve Jobs. So anyhow, that's our suggestion, and that's what we think you should do. Wozniak Wednesdays. Woohoo! Yeah, that's what we want you to do, man. So that's our suggestion, and please go with that unless you come up with a better name. We think that's great. So we would say to you, live long and prosper, and good luck with your life, man. A Florida woman was arrested for throwing lettuce at someone. Lettuce. A St. Petersburg, Florida woman was charged with felony battery. It's felony, huh? Lettuce. This is after she used a bag of lettuce during a fight. According to the Pinellas County... Pinellas! Usually the star of our stories are the Pinellas County sheriffs. This sheriff claims that Barbie, age 51... Barbie! That's such a pleasant name. Every Barbie I've met has been amazing. I would never imagine that a Barbie would attack me with some foliage. Barbie went to this man's house around 2.37 a.m. Around... 2.37 2.37 a.m. So she arrived very early in the morning. She began yelling at the man to get out of the home. At 2.30 in the morning, you got a Florida woman outside your door telling you to get out. That can't be good, no matter what her name is. Uh, apparently, when the man told Barbie to shut up, Barbie threw a bag of lettuce at the man. 
His door must have been open. He opened the door? 2.30? You got an angry Florida woman outside your house? Do not open the door. Uh, he probably just saw her with a bag of lettuce. He's like, maybe she wants to come in and make me a Caesar salad. Late night Caesar salad. Oh, that's scrumptious, right? Especially after you've had some of them Florida chemicals during the evening. You want to wash it down with a lovely salad. So she threw the salad at him after he told her to shut up. The bag of lettuce hit him in the chest, according to the deputies and the CSI report. There's no video of this. Uh, the affidavit said there were signs of a chemical. Can you guys guess what it was? Can you guess what Barbie was under the influence of? It wasn't Italian dressing, I can tell you that right now. It wasn't a good, nice, delicious balsamic vinaigrette. Nope, she was under the influence of alcohol, according to the deputies. And that's the end of the story. Oh, man, I need some more details. Right, this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> hey, come on, guys, tip of the iceberg. Oh, there's more facts, uh, but they remain hidden at this time. <laughs> right? <laughs> the name of the man remains hidden. Bobby was charged with uh, assault with a lethal leth weapon. Huh? Lethal? Guys? Huh? Come on. The puns, right? This is good stuff right here. Only on Weird AF News. Oh, I love this story. I just wish there was more details. I really do. I want to know how this goes down. I've done a lot of stories in Florida where people attack somebody with food. Remember the fried chicken story? The birthday cake? I mean, there's been so many. I could do a just a whole special on people battering each other in Florida with food, I think. I would love to know how this all went down. And how does it hurt someone? A bag of salad. Can anyone answer this? Did she slip a corn cob in the bag or something? Radishes are a little hard. Maybe there was some radishes in there. <laughs> I wish I knew.